Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Skill of Happiness. My guest today is Una Hansik. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> is this your first podcast ever? Well, to be totally honest, yes. It is uh, <laughs> as shocking as that might be. So, yeah, it is. Super honored to be here. I'm very glad you wanted to do this. Um, Una and I, we are very good friends and we we usually speak on a regular basis but not in uh, English and we we don't have the questions like lined up before talking we usually just dive into it whatever it is so we have a couple of questions here that we might dig into but we might also just talk yeah see where it goes I think that sounds really good actually to yeah. just wing it and yeah. just see where the story takes us <laughs> <laughs> yes but first i will as always ask you about your definition of happiness mm -hmm. and whether or not you believe it is a skill mm. well i actually just to start off with i really love that you are calling your podcast the skill of happiness because i've actually thought about this question a lot, uh, especially in the couple of uh, the previous couple of years, uh, especially like when you get older, you start to think about, okay, what makes me happy? Who makes me happy? What do I need to do to be happy? And also after actually talking with my therapist about these things, uh, what actually I've um, come to realize is that for me, happiness is like the small peaks in your life. It's not like you can't go around and be happy all the time. That's not how we uh, humans are built. And we shouldn't strive to uh, be happy all the time. For me, happiness is after a long, long week of work and just um, trying to do my best and just to be good all the time to cuddle up in the sofa with my partner, just watch some Netflix, eat, eat some, uh, I don't know, candy or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't actually eat that much candy, so I don't know what <laughs> that <way. laughs> But even though that's, that's like the happiness for me, just like the small things uh, in your life, which you just, you just love it. You just love being there. You just kind of forget what you need to do tomorrow, forget what you did, uh, that day mm -hmm. or just go to a um, great restaurant or have just a great meal those kind of peaks in your life that is kind of my definition of happiness and also this for me this is also happiness mm -hmm. just to sit here have a great conversation with you just deep dive um, and I know this is going to be my peak uh, of the <laughs> day maybe week or, or a year <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> it's still early so. yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, I like that, how it's it's not like the ocean, but more like the waves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like you need to have those kind of the bumpy ride in order to really appreciate uh, those uh, highs. Mm. Um, and like, you know, people, they often kind of strive to always be happy like uh, you ask people questions like are you happy are you truly happy mm -hmm. in your relationship are you are you happy with your life are you happy with your job like if you say yeah i'm happy all the time <laughs> then i won't believe you no. i really won't that is not how we work so i think like what for me again what is important is to really appreciate when those highs come mm. uh, and you still need those lows in order to really really maximize um, and appreciate uh, those uh, those tops um, yeah and then you also get the balance yeah when you have the peaks mm. and you have the lows mm. you're balanced and mm. that feels good yeah exactly I really love that you uh, that you said balance because that is also one of the things we all are thriving or trying to uh, get in our lives it's mm. balance balance uh, your job with your uh, private life mm. balance uh, your happiness with your 
um, unhappiness. Uh, everything you're <laughs> yeah. due, like your friendships, uh, who do you want to spend more time with, mm-hmm. stuff like that, family. Everything is balanced. Mm. And that's nothing new. We've known about the yin and yang for a thousand years. So mm. we know how important that is. But even though we kind of uh, treat this as something new, something uh, revolutionary, even if it isn't. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But maybe it actually is something new just the thought of being happy Mm. that people are trying so hard to be happy Mm. without knowing that happiness is actually not what Mm. they want (laughs) because it's it's an illusion in Mm. a way Mm. i've been thinking about it lately because like the name of the podcast the skill of happiness like i in the beginning, I didn't want to use the word happiness mm. because happiness in itself isn't as important to me. Mm. But it's what I consider happiness may be like balance mm. or just fulfilled. Mm. But other people would probably label it as happiness. Mm. Mm. But I find it so interesting how many people are trying to like so they're trying so hard to seek the happiness mm. and they're doing it in the wrong way it's like you're trying to fly with a car mm. yeah and yeah. you, you mm. might manage it for like two meters mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can't really do that you mm. need a different vehicle but you how how do you know what vehicle you're gonna use to yeah, get there exactly and what I also I just want to say with you, you are so good at kind of identifying uh, this question with happiness. You are so good to like uh, manage your own life and find those things in your life uh, that you need to be happy and what makes you balanced in your life. But I just want to like turn the tables and ask you again, Kristen, what do you think? <laughs> with happiness what is like your well as i said with the vehicle mm. i believe that happiness is more of a process than an end destination mm. so it's not a place you're going to and then you're just going to stay there for the rest of your life mm. but it's uh it's a journey mm. so sometimes happiness is sitting alone on your kitchen floor crying mm. Mm. because you need that to truly appreciate uh, moments when you when you're not crying or when the sun is shining you you appreciate that more mm. when you have truly experienced the the low parts mm. um i love that yeah and also a big part of happiness is also gratefulness mm. i practice it almost every day mm-hmm. write down what i'm grateful for and it makes it so easy for me to be grateful during the day mm-hmm. i can just turn something negative around if i'm walking and it starts raining mm-hmm. that i some people might label it as negative mm-hmm. but then i'm like but what if this was positive mm-hmm. what am i grateful for in this moment even though it's raining and then i'm like well, I don't mind the rain. Mm. So I'm grateful for feeling the raindrops on my skin. Mm. You like manage to actually see the positive in the negative in a way. Yeah. Uh, that like you can say that uh, the raindrops feels great on your skin after a super tough exercise, which you stood up super early mm. and you managed <laughs> to go to that exercise. So it's like... Yeah, you're really good at kind of building up those positives in a way. Thank you. I really like that. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. I I realized that since I know you so well, I forgot to introduce you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> weird person at a party <laughs> just going around talking to people and people are just like who's that <laughs> so would you be so kind and yeah. give a short introdu- introduction mm-hmm. of yourself sure <laughs> uh well my name is uh Ulna. 
Uh, we've known each other for 1,238 years, I think it is now. <laughs> <laughs> A long time. <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, 32. I almost said 30. I just <laughs> forgot about the two last years, but okay. Uh, I actually work as a marketeer. Uh, and my, I'm actually between two jobs at the moment. Uh, so before I quit my job, I worked as a head of partner marketing uh, for Klarna. Um, what that is, we don't need to talk too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all of a sudden, a really great opportunity came along this fall uh, with uh, Volt, which are the food couriers. Um, so what I'm going to do there is actually to work with uh, retail and partnerships uh, on the marketing side. So I will actually work on positioning Volt and the uh, area um, in Norway. So it's going to be a really great challenge, but I'm super, super excited and up for it. So um, yeah, I think that'll be really great. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be really good. So. I have actually a month off now, so I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> as you spoke about earlier, I'm trying to like define, am I using actually my, my days in a good way? Am I actually utilizing my time as I should? I have no idea at the moment, but as we talked about, it was just like, okay, so do you feel that you are doing your best or do you feel that you are... Kind of fulfilling your days i don't say yeah i think so mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it also seems like the the real challenge is to be in between those jobs mm -hmm. and actually just accept that you don't have to do anything mm -hmm. you can just if you want to you can just go for a walk and that's the only thing you do mm. <laughs> yeah well exactly that was uh, one of the things we were talking about because um, I said to my partner, one of the goals I'm going to set for myself these uh, these four weeks is I want to walk at least 17,000 steps each day. So that sounds kind of a lot, but because I am a walker, that isn't that no. much, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, well... Have, have just... you ever taken the bus? <laughs> um, good question. What is that? No, <laughs> no but seriously... I feel that it's kind of a real, it's a predicament, to be honest, these days, because um, it's winter. Uh, I don't like winter. It's slippery, so <laughs> it makes my walking a bit harder. So that is a challenge, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so as I told you as well, I was uh, getting my massage uh, yesterday, and my masseuse, she was just like, on it she would be like okay i can feel tensions in your legs i can feel tensions in your hips i can feel tensions in your uh in your back also in your face uh <laughs> so you don't like ice right i'm just like yeah okay <laughs> I get it. it's so interesting how they can just like mm. touch your muscles and they know how you behave mm. During the day, mm, mm, yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Like the smallest muscles and nerves, they're just like on it like dogs. They just feel it <laughs> all. Just they, they love to press it. Yeah, and you squirm like a little worm there. Just like, ah, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah. No, but it it felt really really good after the massage. I haven't been for like I think it is six months or something like that uh, as I said like it felt like goosebumps afterwards mm. when your blood just starts to flowing throughout your body and everything is just like mm, mm. I love my life right now <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, sounds amazing mm, it was it was really she is she is really amazing yeah she is a really small lady, so I have no idea where her strength comes from <laughs> but <laughs> she's strong yeah or maybe it's technique. Yeah, I think. I know that from jiu-jitsu. Uh, that sometimes I'm like, I'm telling my, my training partner, like, you're so strong. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. It's just the right technique. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't help. <laughs> Thanks. So you're, you're actually saying that my technique isn't good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like, uh, I still feel weak or like mm -hmm. that I can't do it. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, you you're talking about going for a walk, getting massage. Mm. What other things do you do to become the best version of yourself? Well, or is that a part of it? Yeah, I just well, actually, I love that. I love that you just um, brought those parallels together because yeah, it actually is. Um, well, both my parents are walkers. They love to walk, especially my mother. She walks everywhere. Okay. I don't think she has ever bought a bus ticket in her life. Not because she doesn't buy tickets when she takes the bus, but, <laughs> but because she actually walks everywhere. So I think maybe it's genetic or something yeah. like that. But, but yeah, actually, when I don't walk, when I'm not active, it feels like... First of all, my body starts to decompose and all of a sudden it feels like my mind starts to decompose. Everything just slows down. Like my whole day just slows down. Everything becomes more kind of just like nothing. Um, and it's kind of a weird, weird feeling to be honest because we've always kind of, we've known how important physical uh, activity is uh, for humans but when you actually start to feel it and you know that that is the source to your everyday happiness as well also happiness <laughs> um, then you all of a sudden become more aware if you aren't active and now i'm speaking very general but uh, especially for me, I can really, really feel that. Uh, so we were actually in Sweden now for Christmas break and um, uh, visited uh, my partner's uh, family. It was a really, really great uh, experience. We both really love to be there. But of course, um, the physical activity isn't as present mm -hmm. as I'm used to. Uh, so I can really, really kind of um, see my mind kind of shift over to maybe feel more or think more negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Not uh, not like to towards anyone or that I'm feeling anything uh, negative uh, about his family members or anything with you, but like in me, mm -hmm. I kind of feel that I... Uh, my day gets worse if I don't get my steps. Mm. Uh, that my mind gets slower, more sluggish. Mm. Everything gets kind of... Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. But the positive thing there is that when you identify what is good for you, then you can do more of that. Mm. Um, so what I did... Uh, in December when we were in Sweden is to actually find those uh, kind of uh, routes uh, or like the, like the streets where I could go mm. just to get my steps. Mm. Uh, for instance, his father, he lives uh, kind of far away from uh, almost a civilization, <laughs> not civilization, <laughs> but like from uh, natural walking paths. Okay. Um, because um, he has something which is called Alvare, uh, which is kind of a very specific natural habitat. Okay. Uh, it's uh, very kind of kind of deserty-ish. I know it sounds like a, I know it's really it's really uh, not weird, but it's beautiful. It's really really beautiful, but it's very hard to find your way back if you're not that. Okay. Kind of, yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'm super afraid of, of kind of getting lost yeah. out there. So I always found like you have this long, long road, which is I would say maybe 200 meters, something like that. So I always kind of walked back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Those meters, I'm just like, okay, four thousand steps. Mm, is it good? Okay, now. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, yeah. The activity part, it, uh, it is super important. I, of course, forgot what the question was, but... I, I asked you what you do on a regular basis to become your best self. Wow. But I totally I can also part. relate to the, the activity part. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought about, you know, when you're on a vacation, maybe you go to a warm country, and then you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. eat and... 
mm. go swimming and mm. laying on the beach. Mm. And yeah, I I've always also felt like restless yeah. and yeah. Uh, not at ease. And I I remember looking at these people exercising on the beach mm. and being like. Uh, you're crazy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're those people. <laughs> but, but no, because you, you like if if I'm gonna use the word crazy, you get crazy if you don't, you know, yeah, yeah. because you need to get that that energy out of your system in mm. a way, and then yeah, it might be great to just go for a jog or something. Mm, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And as you said, just like find your thing if it's exercising on the beach or if it's jogging or if it's just walking whatever if that makes you great then do more mm. of that mm. um so yeah that is like one major major thing uh, of course there are a lot of other things but if i were to really really uh, focus in on one thing that i would say just use your body be present in your body um and also you'll see that all great ideas all of a sudden just pop out mm-hmm. when you are walking, when you're just like, if you were stuck, for instance, uh, if I'm working, whatever, and just say, okay, I need to go for a walk, just be active, whatever. All of a sudden, everything just like snaps yeah. into place yeah. and things kind of just like open up. So that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting how you can, you can sit in one place and try to figure something out. Mm. And then you just switch the scenery. Mm. Maybe mm. you put on a song and dance or go for a walk yeah. or call a friend or just do something else. Maybe cook a meal. Yeah. And then you're like, now I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember actually when I was uh, in school, one of my teachers said, if you are stuck, go do something else, whatever. He said that one of his greatest ideas actually came when he was sitting at the toilet <laughs> so he just stood up and he needed to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden boom things just clicked <laughs> and one of his greatest ideas came to mind and yeah. he was like okay so that is the clue <laughs> <laughs> yeah or or dreaming mm-hmm. i think it has to do with um prefrontal cortex not being able to criticize you mm-hmm. not being able to be like no nah, no that's not a good idea mm-hmm. Because you just, because that part of the brain is asleep, mm. you're just like, oh, but I have several ideas. Mm. <laughs> and then mm. some of them are great. Mm. I love that. Did you see the documentary, the new one with Jonah Hill? Stutz? No. Okay, no. you need to see that one. <laughs> because that is so actually uh, spot on with what you said with your dreams and blockers and stuff like that. Uh, he actually has a therapist with, his name is, I think it's Phil Stutz. Or at least that's something like that. A great therapist, as he said. So he wanted to actually create a documentary on his therapist because, you know, therapists are always just like, well, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And can you tell me more about that? While this Stutz guy, he's like more, okay, these are the tools you need to use to become that person you want to become or to um, open up or to uh, be more in contact with your feelings and stuff like that. So he actually talks about this, don't quote me on this, I think it was called Product X, something like that. Okay. So those are kind of the demons in your life, uh, which are trying to stop you from becoming the best version of yourself which are actually trying to um, block your way. But as he is saying, you need those in order to kind of always progress. Because if you always progress, always manage to, um, to achieve your goals, always are like the best in everything you try to do, then nothing becomes meaningful. Mm. You, had, you didn't get like those challenges in your life you didn't learn anything you just know that you're the best always Mm. no Mm. blockers no competition nothing so it's really interesting what you said also with your dreams that you kind of get those oh but not not that or you're not good at that or this or whatever so yeah no but um it was a really good like um kind of reflection on that that your demons kind of are your friends as well, not always your enemies. Mm. Uh, so I really like that. 
Yeah, it's you know the the part of you that gives you an anxiety, or I mm. don't know if you can say it like that, mm. but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's the same part that reminds you to put on your seatbelt. Yeah. So it is to protect you. Yeah. And that is a good analogy. So, but sometimes we like try to just ignore it, but that's not good either. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Mm. How do you handle doubt? <sighs> good question. Um, I think that is something that has come with my with age, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, just looking back uh, at how I was when I was in my 20s, my mind, my feelings, my emotions were everywhere. Mm. They were just like popping at, in at the strangest times. I was just like, am I a hormonal teenager? What is this? So what I needed to do for myself is actually to sit down and reflect on things like, what do I need to do for myself in order to um, deal with the doubt? Uh, it could be everything from, okay, am I good enough? Uh, uh, am I actually qualified to do this job? Uh, am I as good of a friend as I hope that I am? Um, and stuff like that, you know, like the really regular things that all of a sudden just uh, just pop, pop into your mind. And what I actually identified with myself is, on one hand, I'm a really introvert on the other hand I am a really big extrovert mm -hmm. but to be honest I'm an extrovert with my closest friends yeah um, so I know how much my closest circle of friends and family actually mean to me uh, especially now when I'm older uh, when I was in my 20s I had like friends in all circles everywhere and I was just like ah oh, yeah I'm so rich I have so much friends and stuff like that but that's not what actually makes uh, great friends. Um, so Maybe that was something that made you doubt yourself. Yeah. If you were like, but I have all these friends, yeah. but still something was missing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So just like for us two to sit here and talk this loosely and... Um, we actually uh, also talked uh, previous today and on uh, Tuesday, so you are kind of the type of friend I want to have in my life and with the friends you always can uh, call if you are having those doubts in your life, mm. uh, if you feel those blockers. I don't need um, like those preferable friends that just are there and you speak maybe once a year, which is fine. You have those friends as well, and they're still super good friends, but I really need to have that circle in my life, uh, like a support circle, you know, like the AA meetings. <laughs> you guys are those AA meetings for me. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I think like in order to uh, identify how to manage doubt in your life, I think it's important to actually sit down and re reflect what is good for you? What do you need? And to just to circle back, I think it's really important to just have those kind of um, those relationships in your life where you always can mm. say, hey, I'm stuck. Help me. Mm. Now, this is what I need uh, to move forward, for instance. Yeah, it sounds like you used to be more kind of like proud if mm. I'm not sure if that's mm. the right word and now it's more vulnerability mm. and being able to be open about I'm having doubts about this mm. or this is I'm struggling with this mm. and mm. share it with someone mm. as Brene Brown says um, if you share shame mm. it's gone mm. like shame can only live in a quiet dark space mm. but if you share it with another with another person it disappears mm, I love that that is uh, that is so true actually because just reflecting back on how I was I was the kind of really proud one I was the one that was going to make it I was the one that's going to be a CMO one day and just to have a great job 
but when you kind of allow yourself to be that vulnerable uh, person or the vulnerable uh, version of yourself, that kind of makes a huge difference. You kind of open a whole new world for yourself, which is super great. Mm. Yeah. What is one of the best investments you've ever made? It oh. can be time, it can be people. I know, money. I know already now what that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 most definitely my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And still it took you so long. I know! What the hell? Jeez, I know. Uh, you guys have said to for so long you need to go and speak with someone and I was just like no I'm too proud <laughs> I don't need a therapist have you met me and you were like yeah we have <laughs> no but seriously um I actually found this lady or this therapist uh, I think it's two years ago now something like three years ago now two two years ago um and um well, okay, we need to go even further back than that. Uh, it actually started at my friend's uh, 30th birthday. So this is now three years ago. Three and a half, something like that. Two and a half. Three no. and a half. Okay. It was actually um, early, okay. her uh, 30th birthday, where when I actually had kind of a meltdown in oh, a way yeah. yeah that was a bad yeah. one and, yeah. and i was trying to like identify why am i feeling this way so i remember the um, uh, the following day i actually called a friend of mine she is um really great when it comes to uh, the therapy talk and um, um she is also one of those people that have always been like okay Una, you need to go you really need to go it's very uh so um i was just like okay i think this is my time now so um i contacted my uh, my regular doctor and he was just like no you don't need one you're not sick enough and i was just like okay so but is the definition of not sick enough like I know what I feel. Mm -hmm. I know where my mind is at. Uh, and I can say that, yeah, I think I need to speak with someone at this point because mm -hmm. I don't like know where my mind is going. Not that it was anything physical or something like that. It was more like I couldn't identify myself. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt lost, uh, really, really lost. Uh, and that is a really, really bad feeling to have, uh, especially when you're uh, entering your 30s, uh, you're feeling like it should be a whole new era in your life mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you're just like, okay, who the hell am I? I have no idea. Mm. So he kind of just slapped a note with like 200 phone numbers of different therapists. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. There we go. Start calling. I was just like, oh, hell no. So I left that. I, I didn't go uh, forward with it. Uh, so a year later, I think it was, um, I met my partner today, Ola. Um, he um, defined me as, uh, he didn't, don't quote me on this, but I think he thought that I was really crazy <laughs> to start with. <laughs> because it was in the beginning of uh, COVID, so uh, my mind was wandering all over the place and everything was just like fucked, to be honest, sorry. Sorry language, but it was. <laughs> but, um, but, um, after a couple of months together, I all of a sudden realized that it, the private therapist, it, I think that's where I need to go, mm. uh, to be honest, in order to save myself, my relationship and everything in the future. So I actually started to Google and all of a sudden I think it was maybe meant to be. She was the first person that actually uh, came up on Google. Uh, so I contacted her and um, we started to talk and I went uh, once or twice a month, I think it was. And that was just like, yeah, that investment was worth every penny plus, 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 plus. Mm. Really, really was because you have no idea how life changing that can be before you actually talk to someone which is kind of outside your circle and to 
get someone to actually ask those questions that no one else actually did mm. because it's so logical but because your closest circle of friends or family they're kind of so stuck in it with you mm. that they maybe don't actually see those external factors that can be maybe influencing you or um, have the tools to actually help you along or stuff like that so I actually feel that I have become a different person and uh, know what I need to do uh, to thrive and to grow uh, in myself. Uh, mm. That is actually really good. So, what is the greatest lesson you've learned from her or from yourself? Or <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I think I talked like 90% of the time. So, <laughs> um, wow, it's such a big complex question because it's so many things mm. um, she was the one that actually made me reflect way 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 back into my childhood mm. and that is no secret uh, I come from uh, war um, I'm from Bosnia so we actually came to Norway uh, with the war there um, which is sad but also, I'm glad for what I have today, so we don't need to get into details of that. <laughs> but um, but everything kind of started back there, um, and why I am as I am, and uh, uh, what I need to do when I kind of see those negative patterns uh, coming uh, or surfacing. So um, yeah, I think it's like just getting your deepest, deepest, darkest feelings and emotions to the surface and just like tackle them mm. uh, and it takes it, it takes a while it's not enough to just like go there once and you're just i i'm not cured this mm -hmm. is not for me mm -hmm. you need to go and actually to speak with someone if there's something there mm. that yeah and keep showing up yeah keep showing up yeah and um what was it i thought about something yeah and also one thing that i I liked from therapy mm. was also to get like new perspectives but also having the therapist telling me what I told myself or my friends told me to like validate it mm. Mm. so like oh okay but if you say it then maybe mm. maybe that's true <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you have it's not like they have the answers but it's still mm. they kind of do or you can be like okay so I wasn't overreacting or mm. or some I remember even sometimes my therapist was like I can't believe you didn't have a, a bigger reaction to yeah. this yeah. I'm like oh okay hmm. mm. like this. I, how would I ever mm. think of that mm. exactly because maybe the uh, relationships or like the circle you had back then it was just like oh really you had a reaction to that mm. and they kind of like made your emotions and reactions smaller and uh yeah that that, that it was something wrong with that and that yeah. is kind of the worst thing yeah i know that i asked you the question but i can i can answer it <laughs> <laughs> please do <laughs> you know like from what i've learned from from therapy i think one of the most important things is to validate your emotions mm. you don't need a reason to mm. feel certain mm. things i love that so you can't you i can't tell you that oh but you can't feel this because mm. of that because mm. you can mm. and uh i think that's important for a lot of people mm. to remind themselves mm. so. i really love that because it's like denying the sky to be blue mm -hmm. it's just the way it is you can't do anything about it uh, mm. your emotions are there for a reason mm. you don't need like a whole backstory or someone telling you that that isn't correct mm. because it is mm. it is because there is a source for everything so and oftentimes we we know deep down we have all the answers, but we reach out to other people, to friends and mm. professionals, mm. because we're, we're like, oh, but you know. Mm. And then we mm. forget to just look inside mm. and mm. Totally search agree. a little. Yeah. And also what is really scary sometimes is like, you know, the gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, 
I know it's there, but I don't want it to be there. <laughs> I don't want it to be correct, but it's all of a, it always turns out to be yeah. the answer you actually knew was there and that it was the correct one. But you kind of sometimes choose to kind of look the other way yeah. and not giving it the airtime it should Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to this book now, The Myth of Normal yeah. by Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. And yesterday he told me about this woman who had cancer and all the doctors told her that she needed to do a surgery and she was like, No, I'm not doing that mm-hmm. because a voice, like an internal voice, told her that she she was gonna make it anyway. Yeah. So she was just she just had to keep on trusting that inner voice. And even though all the doctors told her like you cannot have any more kids, you you're not going to if you don't do this surgery, then you're going to die in a short Aww. period of time. Mm-hmm. And she was just like trusting that inner voice that told her like you're going to live, mm-hmm. you're going to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And 12 years later, she wrote a letter to this uh, doctor and was wow. like, well, I'm good. Please don't tell people that it's not possible because wow. that's killing dreams and you don't want to do that. But not only that, but it's really weird that a doctor is saying that because we know that as soon as people start to actually believing that there is that there is their truth, it mm. is going to become their truth. Yeah. If you are told that, okay, you are, for instance, yeah, you're going to die in three months, something like that, then all of a sudden your whole body starts to decompose. Yeah. Everything just stops because yeah. you just made that your truth. You don't have a future then you're mm. just like, okay well then I don't need to exercise I don't need to eat healthy anymore mm. I don't need to nurture my relationships and stuff like that all of these things which are good for you mm. which actually make you want to have a future and to make you want to go forward uh, so actually saying to someone that nope you can just mm. sit down and die <laughs> that mm. is basically what that person mm. is saying that is just insane to me yeah it's so fascinating how much power we have like how much our thoughts control our lives Mm. i've also heard about an example of a person who was told that he had cancer and he only had like three more months to live Mm. and then three months or so later he died and then they did an is it called abduction yeah like opening up yeah Uh, yeah and he didn't have cancer. What? Mm. But he was told so. Wow. So he believed it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so sad. That is so freaking sad. But like, that is <laughs> so important to also highlight uh, the power of the brain, the power of the mind. I won't like go into that area of it because that's not what I what what uh, what I know anything about. But like how your mind can heal itself or or heal your body just to being told that no, you are healthy, no worries. Mm. Just like I'm super curious. How would that be if you have a person which is you know that or you know. Uh, by textbook, maybe that the person isn't going to survive the mm. first six months. Like, if a doctor don't quote me on this, I don't know. If that is probably the worst thing you can do. But just out of curiosity, like, if a doctor said, like, no, you're you're you you don't have any cancer. You're healthy. So if that person actually goes around and thinks that they're healthy, mm. uh, if that actually could prolong their life or. Actually it, it probably will. Yeah. There are studies showing it was quite a different study, but um, in a classroom, um, the teacher, the new teacher, was told who the good students were and who the bad ones were, okay. and then, and it was just totally random, uh, who was the good student, and then a year later, the good students had actually become 
better better yeah wow just because insane. she acted differently towards yeah. them yeah and yeah that's really fascinating yeah it is it is but like yeah the power of the mind it's just so amazing yes <laughs> mm. What advice would you give to someone entering adulthood? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, I think that I would actually get them to look more within themselves. Again, invest in yourself. In everything starts with you. If you're not happy, if you don't do those things that actually make you happy, then you won't be happy or have those peaks or have those great relationships. Just start to look inwards. Mm -hmm. Speak with uh, your uh, your uh, nearest, closest circle, your partner or whoever you have in your life. Or speak with a therapist if you don't have that closest circle. Um, because I think if you have the tools uh, to know what is good for you uh, to uh, again uh, as we spoke about earlier to uh, manage the self-doubt um, then i think that you can do whatever you set your mind to do mm -hmm. uh, if you um, want to become an astronaut or mm -hmm. uh, you know <laughs> yeah or whatever you want to do i mm -hmm. think like if you are entering adulthood the most adult thing you can do is Getting to know yourself. Mm. Um, and uh, That we can quote you on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> well, I just became an adult in my 30s, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to add to that, because I think journaling is mm. also a great way. Because mm. then you... It's like having a conversation with yourself, but when you read what you wrote yourself, mm. it's kind of like somebody else told you in a way yeah, I love that. Mm. so I I like to do that sometimes I'm like writing um to my book I'm like telling it's like I just have to tell you this <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <I love> that <laughs> exercise. like it's Does a friend book have a name or well, actually not it should yeah. you should you should you need to let me know all the names yeah, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have a name, but I, I usually write like I'm writing to a friend, yeah. but yeah, it's just a book. Yeah. No, there's a lot that actually. Do you journal? No, I don't. No. I did okay. uh, previously and um, well, the sad part of it is that I always did that when I was at my lowest. Mm. So instead of really like capture the highs and say okay this is how i feel now it's so amazing i feel great and you don't always need to kind of quote yourself when you're feeling like shit mm. you know um so just having like that book your journal on the shelf and always look at it yeah it can also work as a reminder to Appreciate the day, appreciate yourself, appreciate your emotions, your your thoughts and your your reflections and memories. Mm. Uh, so I really think that is a great, great advice to people uh, to start, uh, to start putting yourself uh, on paper. And also if you do the um, gratitude exercise and write down what you're grateful for, yeah. you can, at days, like, bad days if you call it that mm. it might be super hard mm. to find something that you're grateful for mm. but then it's also so important mm. to just dig it out and mm. be like i must be grateful for mm. something mm. Yeah, yeah yeah totally agree on that so you can look at your lows so you will see like okay i had a bad day mm. if you're maybe you're like okay i'm just all right, I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for the sun. You know, if you if you just do like, I don't know, the basic stuff, mm -hmm. I believe that if you are in a good mood, you have a good day, it's easier to be like, oh, I'm so grateful for the 
color of that banana ate. <laughs> you know? You're so yellow and juicy and long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easier to be like, yeah, find mm. things that you usually don't notice mm. and just feel energized by it. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so then what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for spending time with you. Mm. And I'm grateful for being able to get up super early mm. to exercise. Mm. And uh, I am grateful for the sun. Mm. It's finally out. Mm. We haven't seen that in quite some time. And um, I'm grateful for this opportunity mm. to just do it instead of thinking and thinking and thinking actually just let's do it and then mm. not worry so much about what's what's coming next mm. but rather be here and now and and just just be mm. yeah just be here in mm -hmm. this moment yeah mm. i love that mm -hmm. before we wrap things up mm. is there anything else you would like to add um, well, yeah, um, I'm really going to miss you <laughs> because you are leaving on Sunday yeah. for your yoga. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. I'm kind of blocking it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yoga teacher training. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're leaving for Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for your sake, but I'm going to miss you a lot. Mm. You need to know that. Yeah. But I'm hoping to get some free lessons when you get home, so... <laughs> yeah, we'll manage that. <laughs> As we said, I'm really, really, really stiff in my hips at the moment, so yeah. I need it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll show you some tricks. So, no, but seriously, I'm super grateful for this moment together, and it means a lot. And um, no, I hope we can do more of this sessions mm. so thank you thank you mm. and goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs>